0: So unpredictable here on the SNL Network.
1: Welcome in, everyone, to our hot take show for the Ana de Armas show. I am honored to be sitting in the host chair. John Schneider is on assignment, hopefully not having anxiety. So my name is Bill Kenny, as you know. Uh, so I will be filling in tonight. And uh, I've got two great panelists on with me. Uh, let me first introduce the wonderful and soon-to-be SNL star herself, Kaylee Morrison. Kaylee, how are you?
0: Well, that's very kind, Bill. Uh, I'm awesome. It's great to be here. Uh, And yeah, I'm feeling tonight like the Paula Abdul of the Saturday Night Network, wherein I will both be compassionate, uh, and I may have had an affair with an American Idol contestant at one time. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, I like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as long as you're not drunk on, with a Coke bottle, no. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Let me also introduce joining us for the second time on the Hot Take Show, Jack Roskop. How are you tonight, Jack?
2: I'm great, Bill. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm excited to get into this. What what have you thought about uh tonight's episode so far?
2: Um I uh gen- for the most part I I had a good time watching tonight's episode. Um, it was uh some it was fun. There were some big swings, I kind of thought. Um, some things didn't land, but uh overall I I didn't have a lot of I didn't have high expectations, let's say that. And I think um (laughs) and and it went well. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I this I feel like this run has been a little bit more uneven than we've been accustomed to this season. Still very funny in in parts, but a lot more kind of mediocre. Um, So I'll be interested to see as we go sketch by sketch what we think. But let let me start first with Kaylee. Let me get your hot take or the headline of tonight.
0: Uh, My hot take would be I found myself craving escalation uh, Mm. throughout. That would be the the one thing I felt uh, that was I could have used more of is just a bit more escalation.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I've, there, there was definitely a couple of sketches where I was like, and <laughs> so uh, not, not sure exactly where we were going at points, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, Jack, what, what's your hot take for this evening?
2: Um, I think my hot take is, is that Ana de Armas had a really, really fun time. And I, I love when a host like looks like they genuinely had a great time doing it. Um not saying that she was a great host but it just seemed like she really uh like had the time of her life doing it and and that kind of makes me happy so yeah
1: Yeah I I feel like that we've seen that a lot this season as well a lot of people who seem to be genuinely appreciative of the fact that they're hosting SNL uh and that kind of came through especially in her monologue uh, yes. which we'll get, get into yeah. in, a, in a couple minutes but it's uh yeah like they really realize the gravity of, of where they are. Uh, I guess my hot take would, would have to be that we got a lot of cast usage for the first time in a while. Um, and I will say, I think this is the funniest episode of this three episode run. I know that's, I I'm already seeing that. I'm probably going to be in the minority in that opinion, but, um, I don't know. Molly was great last week with the nostalgia and some very funny bits Um, but there were some misses with that and, and Quinta the same way. Uh, I feel like there were some inspired pieces, but then eh, we got into some stuff that was kind of, uh, stinkers. So, um, not that these were all fantastic tonight either, but, um, I think overall, this was probably the best open to close episode of this three episode run. So we'll see. So let's start with what we always start with on the hot take show, the cold open. And for the first time in a long time, especially for a cold open, we get the sometimes dreaded parade sketch. Uh, (laughs) We just start parading every cast member through. Uh, We open on Central Park. It's uh, the first warm day of the year. Uh, It's supposed to be like a red carpet show. And we've got Heidi and Bowen hosting it and interviewing virtually everyone in the cast except for uh, Che and Jost. Um, Some of the highlights to me was... uh, Devin and Punky as as the uh, the high park workers and uh, Ago on the phone walking around saying, I don't see you, bitch. Like (laughs) this, this was very New York centric. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but um, interested. Let's start with Kaylee. What did you think of our cold open
0: yeah I, I thought the cold open um maybe uh, left me a little cold uh today or tonight um yeah i i really loved mikey's character i loved ego's character there were funny bits throughout all, all throughout the jokes i think worked um but there was nothing that really like super resonated with me uh like you mentioned bill it was a new york-centric uh Uh, cold open and you know we all have a reference for New York and for Central Park Like we all know what that is obviously but I not being a a native New Yorker I I wondered if I was like maybe missing something I don't know I would love to hear what you know other people think about maybe if it was a little bit too regional or even though we like I said we all have a reference for it but yeah the parade style um, the whole thing just didn't pop off to me personally but um I, I thought it was okay the, the jokes were funny um I won't remember it probably in a couple of weeks from now
1: yeah I I feel like I'm already forgetting some of the uh the different characters that these our our cast was playing um so yeah it, it probably is forgettable Victor mentions in the chat and I think that was probably my favorite part was uh go interrupting the live from New York. It's always yeah. great after 950 episodes to get some kind of twist on the live from New York. Uh, so Jack, what were your thoughts on the cold open?
2: I, I agree with Kaylee. Um, I will say when it, it started, it, it felt very re- relatable to me because I'm in, uh, I'm in Michigan and we're having like 80 degree weather all week. And so I was like, oh my God, this was literally like, Me earlier today, you know, like, day drinking with my friends because it's never 80 degrees out in April. So um, I was like, relatable, SNL. You're reading my mind right now. Um, But, yeah, after, like, the third or fourth little person came out, I was like, okay, this is... This can end, and and I was also just like, is this all they're gonna do? <laughs> like, is this? It didn't really go anywhere for me. Um, but the characters were good, and I don't. I mean, I don't live in New York, but I I uh, I still felt like I did. Um, I did like know who these characters were and, and uh, thought they were funny. But uh, yeah, it, it just went on a little too long for me, and the shtick kind of wore off pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I I think yeah the New York part of it is not always going to be relatable, but every town has the Mikey and the tightest spandex shirt you've ever seen. (laughs) And the ignorant woman walking through on her phone, whether it's in a grocery store or a park or or what have you. So, yeah, but it definitely dragged on way too long. And when it became clear to me that it was going to be basically the parade Oh, I don't know. That that kinda immediately takes me out of it. It takes me back to some of the lower moments of like season forty five, forty six where it's like, Well, we've got twenty one cast members. How can we get them all in? Right. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't a complete uh, although I do appreciate the break from the political cold opens, uh, but after last week's brilliant Easter sketch with J A J, this felt like a kind of a downturn. So mm. Uh, so then we get into the monologue. Uh, we After last week, uh, Molly's uh, sing-along with uh, a lot of cast interrupting, a, another crutch that we fell back into last week. Uh, we, we get the solo monologue again, and, and Anna comes out, starts speaking Spanish. Um, probably the longest Spanish speech we've ever had in the history of SNL, although I'm sure Mike Murray will correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but she talks about how she learned how to speak English, watching friends, and then does her Chandler bit, you know, could I be speaking any better? <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, the relatable talking about her family and things like that. So we've seen this time and time again, this year, the host host comes out, tries to become relatable and, and endear themselves to the audience. Jack, do you think that Anna pulled that off?
2: I do. I. um I kind of love, like, a semi-sincere monologue on Saturday Night Live, and uh, she had a a few really good jokes put in there, but, like, talking earnestly about becoming a U.S. citizen I thought was really, really cool, and I was, like, checking Twitter before we started, and it's already, like, headlines on, you know, every, you know, E and people and all that stuff that she's becoming a U.S. citizen, which is super awesome, and she seems really, really happy about it. Um, The little anecdote about, like, Robert De Niro was super sweet and cute, and... I don't know. I just, um, I, I didn't really know what to expect when she was going to do her monologue. I've only ever seen Ana de Armas in, like *Knives Out* and that's it. And um, it was just like, I I don't know. It kind of like made my heart a little warm. I liked it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I think most of us can agree that watch the show on a regular basis. That this has been one of the better things that's come out of this current era of SNL that we've gotten this kind of heart-to-heart talk with the guests. I mean, the monologue is meant to be a monologue. Yeah. Uh, So it's nice to see, uh, you know, especially, like you said, if you're not as familiar with their work, uh, and to be able to see them come out and and make themselves uh, known to the people who wouldn't know them otherwise.
2: Yeah, and like the beg your pardon joke coming around at the end, it was just, it was so cute. I loved it. Yes.
1: Kelly, what were your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, well, I think Ana is, like, so naturally endearing and charming all by herself. Uh, so no matter what she came out there and said, it was going to be worth watching. I loved how she started in Spanish, and she spoke in Spanish for as long as she did. That was really great. Um, I I almost wonder, because she seems so sweet, I, I I found myself, like, wishing there was a little bit more edge in the writing of the monologue just like just something that like would be unexpected and a juxtaposition to her natural sweetness I think that would have hit a little bit harder and made the jokes uh you know feel like more of a punch um but overall I thought it was a, it was a good monologue and it was you know a sweet inter- introduction to anyone who's not familiar with Anna's work um I think she probably definitely won one more hearts than she already has tonight with the monologue
1: Most definitely. Uh, Always happy to see this, and uh, glad to see them go back to that this week. Uh, So then we start with our first sketch of the night, uh, and of course, had to get back to game shows at some point. It's been too long, probably about two or three episodes. So uh, not really sure. We never really get clarification on what the actual game is, but it's called The Dome, and Keenan is our affable host, and uh Devin and Heidi are one of the pairs. Uh, they are in-laws. And then we cut to Anna and Mikey, and we get the return of Matt Pat Shat. Uh, this is the third time that Matt Shat has appeared on uh SNL. Uh, the first time was all the way back in Mikey's first episode in season 42. Uh, with Margot Robbie and then he also did it with Jennifer Lopez in season 45 and basically the premise is just that he's the geekiest guy you can meet and here he is with this smoke show and Keenan just cannot get over it and I think Kaylee when you talked about escalation I think this was one of the few times maybe it's just because Keenan is Keenan that we got a little bit of escalation um, so that was my thought initial thought on it uh, what did you think of the Game Show Network?
0: Yeah, well, since we have seen this one uh, a couple of other times in a very different form, like, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't in the Game Show form at all before. Um, I, I really remember the J-Lo one.
1: One was a news report and one was a home makeover.
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely remember the the home makeover one. I believe that was the one with J-Lo. Um, and I thought that format worked better for the joke um and and yeah like I thought I thought it was a good sketch but yeah I just felt like this this like okay he's wow he's with this you know hot woman you know and and I don't know I I, I Keenan always kills with his reactions and you know the the multiple nipples was funny the visual reveal <laughs> of that um but again, it just kind of felt like getting hit over the head with the same joke, um, maybe a few too many times. It's a funny joke. it's just we've already seen it twice before, and now again, and yeah, I didn't really feel like the the game show uh setup really did any favors for it either.
1: yeah, I think uh again, I think if it wasn't Keenan as the host, I don't know that we would have gotten anything because I mean David and Heidi didn't have a whole lot to do other than the kind of funny part at the end with. You know trying to guess what he had done to get her um so jack what were your thoughts on the dome
2: yeah i um i just was like why are we doing this character again <laughs> honestly my, and also like my whole thing with it too is that like i get that you know mikey day is supposed to be like unattractive but like I think he looks really cute as this character. Yeah, <laughs> so he's I'm, not that bad looking. I know. As like, character. <laughs> he looks like a good nerdy, cute guy. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, I don't think that, like, even just the whole setup of the of the joke doesn't has never tracked with me because I'm like, Mickey Day, you're adorable. Like this is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that 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 alone, I was just like, oh no. And then the game show, it was, um, I don't know. It was kind of funny when Heidi and um uh, I forget who she was with, but when they were like guessing, Devin, Devin yeah, when they were, um, when they were like answering the questions like unprompted, that that was kind of funny to me. But other than that, I I, I don't know. It was just I I could have done without the sketch. Uh, yeah.
1: d- did you th- still think he was cute when he had the nipples? I, did, if they had done the nipples um, right from the start, would that have?
2: Hmm, good question. The <laughs> that nipples did entice
0: me more. Yeah
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what's going on? Fair there? enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, this mostly didn't work for me either. Um, You know, in an era where we don't get a lot of recurring characters, I'm not sure that Matt Shat is the one that I would have been clamoring to bring back, but. 100%. Yeah. So then we get into our first pre-tape of the night and it's, it starts off with, you know, the, the hot Barbie uh, movie coming out, um, but quickly turns to the American girls. And the historically accurate uh, American girls and all the terrible trials and tribulations. And as someone with a a young daughter, I can tell you these dolls are terrifying with their stories. So it's kind of funny to see it brought into uh, this light. Um, So, Jack, what did you think of uh, the Barbie American girls pre-tape?
2: Um, well I'm, I'm obsessed with Barbie I've already I've decided to make the movie my personality and it hasn't even <laughs> come out yet you know um so I was excited when we that just showed up in general um i my sister had um American girl dolls growing up and I uh, do remember sort of like kind of looking over her shoulder because like I secretly wanted an American girl doll <laughs> and like reading about them and like they were the the I was mostly impressed in the sketch just like how accurate they portrayed. Like they were those American Girl dolls. Like I remember like Josephina, and I remember like uh, Molly and like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, they got it down to a T. Um, So that alone was super impressive to me. The costuming, the wigs, like it was, it was really fun for uh, that, that part of it. Um, But it was a fun pre-tape. I loved when, um, Molly said, like, tragically, I have glasses. That cracked me up. That was a good joke. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't mad about this one. It it, it made me laugh.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. Now, Kaylee, what did you think of uh, this pre-tape?
0: Okay, so as a 90s girl, I was so excited to see the American Girl doll sketch. Um, I will say if you ever owned an American Girl doll, I do hate you because I was never afforded the luxury. I just had to read the books. Oh, no. um, but yeah, I, I really liked this one. Uh, I loved Ego as, as Addie and her quips because <laughs> that has been you know the grievance for so many years. It's like, wow, Addie really got shortchanged uh, in comparison to some of the white historical characters. Um, of course, there's no Kaya doll because I don't think SNL allows Indigenous people in the building. I'm saying that as an indigenous person. <laughs> we need Kaya representation, SNL in America, just saying. Um, but yeah, Molly as Molly was hilarious. Um, I love I if I could say one thing, I the only thing I, I would add more of is more death. I wanted to see more of the American girls dying off one by one because wow, what tragic lives they led.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I think uh should have mixed it up on the death, too. Having two of them die from cholera and bleeding into the uh, handkerchief was kind of, yeah. But, you know, th- my thing with this, it wasn't great. People are pointing out in the chat that, um, you know, the dead silence at the end was kind of disconcerting. Uh, That doesn't typically happen in modern SNL. So I'm not really sure what happened there. If somebody fell asleep at the applause wheel or, but um, yeah, it kind of took me out of it even towards the end. Um, And how, how in the hell do you not make a Travis Kelsey reference after the American girl sketch from his episode? SNL, please go meta. Like we just, even if it was review, you know, Travis Kelsey said, this is such and such. So, um this this was a pretty big miss for me. Uh didn't really work for me on any level. Uh so then we get into uh spicy tracks, and we drag out the uh recording studio sketch uh set that they've used a hundred times all the way back to uh Blizzard Man. Uh so uh and we've got Keenan and Devin. Uh they're looking for producer tracks for Young Spicy. And you know they they want just you know Anna and Ego to you know really pump up uh, talking about how y- young Spicy is Fuego and and of course it goes into you know he's stupid he's gotten everybody pregnant uh, her waters breaking he's got a 2001 Toyota Corolla and on and on and on uh, so Kaylee what did you think of Spicy tracks?
0: This one kind of goes back to my my hot take of the night where, while I'm not saying it it lacked escalation entirely, but even like the visuals, like everything was just one shot to the next shot, you know, like from the guys to the gals. Like it just, there was nothing that broke it up. Like their voices never really changed. Um, There was some, of course, escalation. I actually think they did pull off the jokes about the, uh, some things in my drink that that's very hard to do in a very sensitive subject. And I actually think they did pull off in a way that was, uh, that worked, um, without being, you know, completely horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one was like another one that was kind of like, it was okay. Um, but I, I didn't know that I fully got the point of it. Um, I mean, I got the premise, but not why it was important enough to, delve into for as long as we did here. Um so yeah, this one not my favorite night, um, by a long shot.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh Jack, what did you think of spicy tracks?
2: Yeah, this one was kinda of meh for me. It didn't really like it didn't really go anywhere. Um while I was watching it. Like honestly I thought the funniest thing was that Keenan's character was just like really concerned about lunch. <laughs> that, yeah. That was yes. like, absolutely honestly the <laughs> yeah. best part of the entire sketch. And I almost wish it would have went like a little bit farther, like when Keenan ended the sketch, I was like, please just talk about like more lunch. <laughs> like that like, <laughs> I was like craving it. Um, but like that one to me was the only funny thing in the episode. Um I did think like Anad and Ego had really like great sexy voices, you know, for like yes. what they were doing. Like it was very believable. Um, but other than that it was just I, I knew what was gonna happen, right? You know what I mean? Like it was just like you knew from the second it started what what the sketch was gonna be about. So yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and I, yeah, exactly what you guys have said. There's no escalation here at all. It's not, uh, you know, even when they go to the next part, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to, I did laugh at the drive me to the hospital in your 2001 Corolla, but <laughs> other than that, uh, it was more meh for me as well. So, um, not my favorite of the night either. So then we get into, uh, the classroom sketch. So now we, we have Mikey as a Spanish teacher, uh, Punky as a principal, and Longfellow, Devin, and Molly as the students. And, you know, he's teaching them basic Spanish. They're not really getting it. Um, and then Marcelo and Ana enter as two exchange students who obviously speak very good Spanish as soon as they sit down. Uh, and Mikey is in way over his head. Jack, what did you think of our classroom sketch?
2: Um, I think this was probably my f- my favorite of the night. Um, I just think Mikey's commitment to that character was so freaking funny. Um, I I didn't take Spanish in high school; I took French. But next door to my French teacher was a Spanish teacher, and like his the fact that like Mikey's character was um, was it Senor Macintosh or something, and then. Like my Spanish teacher or in the, my high school was like Senor Johnson and he was just like the whitest white guy ever, you know? And um it just it, it killed me the entire thing. Um I, I don't know. I, I thought it was such a funny idea. Um I, I related to it. I, I felt that I uh I, I feel like this must happen all the time in, in Spanish classes across the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, without without a doubt. Yeah. I, I took French in,
1: in high school and it was the same thing we actually Went to uh, Montreal on a French trip and watching my basic French teachers try to speak yes. French with these native French people. Yeah, it was it was something to be seen. So I think that's probably most small towns or uh, yes. uh, places like that.
2: I loved like the uh, the I see, I, see. I mean, that was it was just just so good. Those little like specific little uh, things about like learning Spanish in high school, where it's like no one says that. <laughs>
1: you know, it was so good. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kelly, what did you think?
0: Yeah, well, first off, interesting that we all took Spanish. I mean, excuse me, French in okay. school. <laughs> so if you take French, you'll end up uh, with our group, maybe. I guess no. um, <laughs> no. But and, you know, I like this one a lot too. Uh, we've all had that kooky. Foreign language teacher that like is insistent that you refer to them as uh, Senor, Senora, or Monsieur or Madame, whatever their last name is, and they spent a year in the country. That you know, and so it was really great to see teachers like that kind of get their comeuppance in in Mikey's character a little (laughs) bit. Um, And yeah, it was just so fun to to see the Spanish being spoken uh, in the way that it was and. Um, so like vibrantly, that was just a fun thing to see for me. And, and I, I think the premise, I like the premise of this and yeah, I, I, I agree. This was another great Mikey performance where we just saw him getting flustered. I think it was a great showcase for Marcelo. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people complain about Mikey being Mikey, but I, I think that's part of what? his charm getting what? to see. No. <laughs> yes. I mean, getting to see him do this and, and just have this like reaction on his face. I mean, other than Heidi, I think he has the best facial reactions in the cast without having to say a whole lot. So I, I think, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I, I feel like this was a really good sketch, um, continuing, uh, an impressive bilingual SNL. So, yeah. um, uh, Definitely a fan of this one.
2: Mikey saying "Estoy, estoy kidding," like made my night. <laughs> this truly made my night. <laughs> yes, thank like, you for
1: pointing that one out. Yes, oh, that was so great. good. <laughs> so next we get um, our "Please don't destroy," uh, a favorite here on the Saturday Night Network, um, and we're we're kind of uh, starting off in the office, uh, but as we've seen over the last so many episodes. They've been expanding out, uh, and we start getting flashbacks to the after party uh, from the previous Saturday night. Ben's feeling a lot of anxiety; uh, is not really sure what happened. Uh, find out that he tried to kiss Longfellow and take his shirt, and uh, we get a Bowen and Heidi uh, fighting over karaoke until they start making out. Chloe shoots a gun, which is always good for a laugh, uh, and then we get. Uh, martin put uh, bartending john crying in a toilet uh and then anna comes in and we get some of the funniest stuff where uh ben was hitting on her the whole night and she was not having any of it uh until we finally end with mikey once again and he's he's being the voice of reason except that he's not wearing any pants so what did we think of please don't destroy kaylee
0: I love the premise of this one. You know, the, the SNL after parties are this kind of, uh, not kind of, like totally legendary, yet somewhat mysterious thing uh, that all of us want an inside look into. And I would have just loved more uh, seeing the, the the missed calls from HR. And uh, that was really funny. I, I would have loved like more of like <laughs> seeing them get into to, actual job trouble a little bit more maybe Uh, i loved bowen and heidi fighting uh leading to a a make out um and probably the biggest like actual like laugh out loud moment to me tonight was in the whole show was mikey's bare ass at the very end that that button was just button uh was perfect
1: Yes. And remember, alcohol is a sin, as we saw from Mikey's butt. So. Right.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want love more, like even more. Uh, like I would have loved if Lorne was in it or if we had like some other celebrity cameos or wacky things going on. Um, so, yeah, I love, love the premise, but I could have done with even more of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the interesting thing with Please Don't Destroy, that we're always kind of looking for more. Um, you know, the three and a half minutes that they give us every week in their own world is never quite enough. Um, and that's a good thing. There there will be probably a day where we don't say that. So let's enjoy the fact that we've had about 25 of these or so that have just been fantastic. So, yeah, uh, Jack, what did you think of
2: uh, Please Don't Destroy? Uh, it definitely wasn't. A- one of my favorites from them um i do i do agree with kaylee that i I was wishing they would push it a little bit more um yeah it would have been fun if like martin short showed up or something like that you know what i mean and was like somehow involved or steve martin or i don't know whoever would just be at a snl party um i i do however love when like other cast members kind of like seep into the sketches like i loved bowen and heidi in it they were so funny and chloe shooting the gun um Cause it does sort of feel like they are in this like little bubble inside of SNL. And so I feel like when other cast members show up as themselves inside of it, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's like a, like a, I don't want to quote mean girls, but it's like seeing a dog, a dog walk on its hind legs, like that kind of moment (laughs) where you're like, Oh my God, you're like in one of their sketches. Uh, So I I love that aspect of it. Um, But yeah, I think they could have done way more. Um, my favorite line was when Ben asked her if uh if she thinks in her head Spanish or English. That was that was good. That was fun.
1: Yes. And that whole interaction with Anna yeah. was just so fantastic. And and her saying uh stop yelling in my mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, just,
1: like how hasn't that been said somewhere before? That's yeah, that's totally. brilliant. I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I this this really worked for me as well. Um I really love the Molly one last week with the video game, uh, so I feel like we've been on uh, quite a hot streak with PDD. So then we get into Weekend Update, uh, we we'll cover everything that you would think, uh, you know, we get a lot of weaker jokes, uh, the Trump jokes, which, you know, hit and miss. Uh, and then we get to our first correspondent, which is Keenan as Funky Kong. Uh, which he's pissed he's not in the $600 million Mario Brothers. Uh, we get Sarah as Genesis Fry, which uh, was an interesting thing. with uh, She was a meditation guru who was trying to get to the, the bottom of Colin. And then Molly, Molly, finally Molly, they get their chance to shine on Weekend Update uh, to talk about all the anti-LGBTQ legislature. Uh, so take these in any order that you want, Jack. What did you think of our
2: correspondence on weekend update? Um, this was one of my favorite weekend updates in a while with all of them. Um I had just seen Super Mario Brother movie today uh earlier today and I did not think I was gonna have a great time and I freaking loved it. <laughs> it was so awesome. It was like memories unlocked of playing like Donkey Kong. It was it was so good. Um so I I enjoyed um Keenan playing Funky Kong. I, I don't I guess I don't know too much in the lore of Mario if like Funky Kong is a real actual Kong on the uh in the in the games or if he's like a real character or not. Um, I believe so,
1: but I'm not positive
2: either. I, I feel like he is. Um, but I I thought it was really funny. I mean, anytime Keenan is just like acting a fool and making uh Colin and Michael laugh, I'm here for it. Um I loved sarah as genesis fry i i love that whenever sarah just comes on to weekend update she's just roasting like colin joe's like i'm just so here for it um i I love that she was like breaking during it a little bit it just was like so wacky so fun um and then molly just freaking killed it i mean to talk about uh, you know what's been happening with all this legislation, and to make it into like a metaphor about flying over SNL on a harness in Studio 8H, it was just like Chef's kiss. Um, I will think about Molly flying over the Weekend Update desk for the rest of my life. Honestly, it was, just, it, was it was iconic. It was it was so good. Um, yeah, I loved it.
1: 100 percent uh kaylee what did you think uh of our correspondence this week
0: yeah the features kind of went in ascending order to me in terms of enjoyment like whereas funky kong i just felt kind of lost on it just felt kind of awkward i mean like keenan's always funny i've never seen keenan not be funny it just was definitely not my favorite feature i've ever seen him do and I don't know Funky Kong. I don't think I want to know Funky Kong. Funky Kong scares me a little. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Justice for Funky Kong, I guess. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it was, it it had some funny moments, um, but wasn't out of the park for me. Um, Sarah's uh, genesis was was great. I especially loved her uh, poking fun at uh, Collins privilege (laughs) uh that's always really fun and then yeah
2: soft hands
0: (laughs) yes yes doesn't doesn't know a hard day's work um uh and then yeah molly i agree i i think molly's piece is going to be one that's going to like show up on all these snl youtube compilations for for years uh it's probably going to be on a Miss Mojo or Watch Mojo Top 10 Countdown or something. Um, Because I really love when someone can drive home a really important message uh, with such sincerity uh, and heart and then really successfully couple that with humor. And I think Molly really accomplished that. And it was great to see them have that moment. And to the choice of the flying in, the flying out, the confetti, all the wackiness of all the physicality and the technical aspects just helped us all as an audience get to know Molly even better as as who they are as a creative voice and and their sense of humor. Um, And so overall, I think that feature was a a complete win, and I'm so glad it happened.
2: The things that Molly can do with their voice is just like – how do you make those noises? Like it's just—it's incredible to me. Oh, a hundred
1: percent. I think uh, Roller Coaster Rider points this out in the chat. I definitely got Bennett Brower vibes with the harness. Uh, anybody old enough to remember Farley flying around the Weekend Update desk uh, in the mid '90s uh, and getting stuck on the desk as they were trying to lift him up on the harness. But yeah, I, I think. We've been waiting so long for Molly to get their chance at the Weekend Update desk. The last couple of weeks, they've been on a lot more sketches. Um, so even though it's 18 episodes in, I think this is great that this happened. Uh, it, it reminded me of Cecily's Clown a couple of years ago, where we rotated back and forth between the very, very serious and, and, the, and the comedy. Um, and that's a hard line to cross, especially for a newbie and i think they did a great job i uh, i love the line about the the crew and you now somebody asked is she going to die up there and they said no are they going to die up there <laughs> and just getting the pronouns right uh is is so great to to see them point that out um yeah and and then sarah i mean i i kept expecting Sarah to just kind of pull the dress off and say that she was actually Sarah Sherman and start roasting Joes like she normally does. Uh, but this character was great as well. And then uh, Keenan as well. Uh, I don't think anybody, I think just going back to the game show host earlier in the evening, I don't think very many people could pull that off. And uh, I think Keenan definitely was able to with uh, not a lot there. So then after update, we get into the wedding reception and we get our second recurring character of the night, which I don't know if we've traveled back into 1998, but here we are. Um, And we've got Lisa from Temecula, Ego, who did this in the Pedro Pascal episode uh, when she was trying to cut steak. Uh, It was good for a lot of laughs as she tried to cut through this very well-done steak. This time... She's got a big salad and she wanted ranch dressing, but she's dealing with the balsamic. Um, same people are involved as last time, uh, other than Anna replacing Pedro. Uh we've got Punky Bowen and, and Molly uh at the at the table as her friends. And uh it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. So, Kaylee, what did you think of Lisa from Temecula at a wedding reception?
0: Yeah, well, like most of America, uh, when introduced to Lisa from Temecula, I fell into love um, a few weeks ago when we first met her. Um, here's what I'll say. And this is like, I'm a total like ego stan, as, as people say. <laughs> um, but I, I maybe she should have stayed in Temecula for like a few more weeks. That's all I'm saying. like yeah. <laughs> um, Because... I love the premise and the concept and the character um I think it could have used like maybe like a few more weeks to to bake a little bit more and to like give us a little bit more space um technically like the the salad also I don't know if anyone else experienced experienced this. I feel like the the salad made it very hard to hear. And so I missed a lot of the lines because just like the the bracelets and the, the, just the sound was, was really drowned out for me. So I feel like I missed a lot of the sketch actually. Um, I would love to see Lisa from Temecula again um, in maybe a completely different environment or or something. I don't know. Like I love this character. I, I have a lot of hope for it. Um But I do feel like it paled in comparison, which unfortunately, because it was so recent, like we're bound to compare it to a few weeks ago. Um, I I really love it. I hope it comes back even stronger at some point. But I I feel like uh, it wasn't quite there tonight. But I feel like it can be with some more uh, work and time, maybe.
1: Yeah, I I hope we're not falling into uh, some of what happened with Kristen Wig towards the end of her tenure, where oh, it got a lot of laughs last time, so let's bring it out two or three weeks later and, you know, for diminishing returns. I I completely agree. If different scenario or, you know, a little bit longer of a wait time between uh, seeing this character. Jack, what did you think of Lisa from Temecula?
2: Uh, Toss my salad, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yes, Lisa from Temecula, like, changed me (laughs) when I watched (laughs) it like it physically altered my brain chemistry um so I was excited that Lisa Lisa from Temecula was back but yes I do think that it was a little too soon uh maybe she should have came back like in the season finale um or something like that or maybe even next year um it I it was it was I laughed because I love Lisa from Temecula, but the fact that it was like virtually beat beat from beat from the the sketch with with Pedro Pascal, that to me sort of took away from uh, what made Lisa from Temecula in the first place, just such like a a lightning bolt in the bottle of a sketch. Um, So yeah, I would I agree. I would love to see her in other sort of situations. Like this character seems so real to me. Like I know this woman exists somewhere. And so I would love to see her like at the bank or grocery shopping and just what sort of obnoxious things she gets into. Um, But yes, it was, it was fun to have her back, but it it was a little too soon.
1: Yeah, definitely too soon. I I almost wished for uh, like a Stefan situation where he started in a sketch and moved to the update desk. Uh, Not that I would have wanted to bump anybody tonight, but it would have been nice to see her interact with Colin and, you know, give him uh, the business. Yeah, I, I feel the same way you guys did. It's way too soon. i have lived through these recurring character nightmares of the 90s and the early 2000s. I am not ready to go back down that hill. Um, I enjoy not having to see the same characters every week. So um, I, I think and there is also that kind of factor of the Debbie Downer, you're chasing You're chasing that unicorn. You know, the first Debbie Downer was the Disneyland where everybody cracks up, and then they did it like 20 more times, and it was never as funny, it never worked the same way. I hope that's not what we're seeing here. As much as I love seeing Ago uh, get her due, uh, this did not work for me, mostly. Next one did. Uh next we get into Enter Stage Woof, uh acting school for dogs. And and this time we have Anna and Chloe. Um and they're talking about being able to bring your dog and make them into a famous Hollywood star. Um and as is always the case when they bring in real live animals, uh the immediately the first dog goes off script trying to get whatever's behind that desk that they were standing behind. Uh we get uh a lady in the tramp, which was hilarious, uh another dog off script, and then the puppy that did not want to destroy Seattle, among <laughs> others. So Jack, what did you think of Interstage Wolf?
2: Um anytime they bring in live animals that are, especially little cute dogs and, and cats, um I'm always here for it. Um, it kind of reminded me of like the Whiskers Are We sketch that Kate McKinnon Kate McKinnon used to do. Um, it was sort of giving. I was like, "Are these women like lesbians? Like, what is their deal?" I'm almost more interested in like the relationship between those two women, the characters, than anything else in the sketch. Um, but yeah, it was one of those sort of like weird uh, concepts that somebody probably pitched and uh, they kind of went for it. Um, I think it could have been a little bit funnier, um, but yes, I mean, the dogs just not wanting to participate and, and like Chloe trying to eat pasta with the dog was, was uh, you know, that'll live in my brain forever. <laughs> yes, I, I that,
1: that pasta, I mean, I laughed so hard when I saw that. I'd be interested to see uh, if we ever see the dress rehearsal version of this and if it oh, might yeah. be smoother because, uh, and hopefully they won't replace this version because I think there was a lot of funny there with what went wrong. Uh, Kelly, what did you think of Interstage Wolf?
0: Yeah, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about this one because um, I, it's always fun when there's, uh, you know, something like, like there's been so many great animal moments in the past of, of, of uh, unexpected things. Um, I, sometimes I wonder, like, if that's like if people are like almost counting on the animals to not do what they're supposed to do and kind of like fill in some of the gaps and I kinda got the feeling from this one. I don't know, obviously I can't say for sure. Um and yeah, some of those dogs <laughs> look like genuinely scared. So I I saw someone said that in the comments, like I, I felt kinda like bad for them too. Um
2: that puppy looked like it did not want to be I
0: felt there. bad for that puppy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was I like actually, stop
2: just, making it move. Like, it I know, like,
0: move. Just give up the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I I one gag that will get me without fail is like fake paws, uh, on, on a, (laughs) helping a dog. Show me fear. The puppet paws. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, that first dog was, was really particularly funny to me. Um, his reactions or lack thereof, I guess, but, uh, yeah, this one, um, I don't know. I, I think it relied on the unpredictability maybe more so than the jokes, uh, which is fine. Uh, but when, yeah, when they're when they look scared or you're you're concerned about them, it does take a little bit of the fun away from me. But I don't know. I, lo- I love you, puppies. I hope you're okay.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, they're sleeping on their satin pillows right now. I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I've always <laughs> wondered like, does heat come from them when they do these type of things? Like, I would be interested to know. I I know on things like sitcoms, they
1: definitely have a rep on on hand. So oh, I don't know. Okay, I would yeah. assume the same would be the that yeah, would be the same yeah. for this. But yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, but I, I you got to give props to Chloe for that yeah. poor little puppy. Like she was so gentle, trying to push it through Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> like, just and then she finally just knocks down this space needle herself. Uh, yeah, I i I would be interested to see if if it was set up, Kaylee, you make a great point with that. like was this set up to just completely go wrong like this, or did some of these dogs actually do? <laughs> like did that dog eat pasta because I want to see that if that's the case. Um, and then we get our ten to one um, finally ending the night on a, a a most definite ten to one a nail salon. Uh, we've got Bowen and Anna uh they're arguing as they walk into this salon uh he's getting his na- he's going to get his nails done um and Heidi is uh the worker and of course the reveal is that he just yesterday won the guinness book of world records for longest fingernails and we see this incredible prop like i i just couldn't take my eyes off of Bowen's fingers something i did not think i would be saying tonight uh so <laughs> What uh, did we think of Nail Salon, Kelly?
0: Uh I agree. This was like definition 10 to 1. Um, this one was, was I yo-yoed on this one where there was moments of like, okay, I'm in. Okay, wait a second. I don't know if I'm in or not. Um, the reveal of the nails was great. Um, if you've ever seen nails like that in real life, which I have once uh, in a thrift store. Uh, not They weren't for sale. It was someone had nails like that. <laughs> Let me clarify. I um it is quite jarring to see. Um I I actually really love the twist the, the twilight twist uh midway through. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like there was definitely some I love the joke about the I'm finally gonna do hand stuff. Uh but yeah, I don't know. There there was, it, it also like felt like a little awkward, like in terms of like maybe pacing or I don't know if there was something like technical going on that, that felt a little off. There, it felt like just slightly, um, there was pauses at times where I didn't know if they were supposed to be. Uh, so little stuff like that. Um, but yeah, an interesting one for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious about that myself. I I wonder if, uh, either update or one of the other sketches went a little long and something got cut often when we see something that's this disjointed at the end of the night, uh, something got cut and I don't think they could have afforded to lose, uh, one second of any of this, uh, to explain what was going on. Jack, what did you think of nail salon?
2: Um, it was kind of one of those like, uh, those last night the last sketch of the nights where um you're not really sure what the hell you're watching, but I'm like I'm kind of along for the ride, so I guess we're going here. Um, it was weird. <laughs> uh yeah, the nail prop was incredible. The the twilight fake out like kind of sent me to a different planet. I was like, is are, are we doing twilight right now? Like what is happening? And then uh and then I thought he was gonna say like I'm a vampire, but then he said like I have the Guinness Book of Records <laughs> for the longest nails, and that was like a really great payoff. Um, the hand stuff joke was really good. Uh, it it was just it was weird, and that's kind of what I want my last sketch of the night to be, right? So I, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, this is this is strange and wonderful, and you know, good for you guys. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, you know, you're not expecting a whole hell of a lot out of a 10 to 1. Uh, I feel like there wasn't a lot there. Um, I'm glad both of you said something about Twilight because I've never <laughs> seen Twilight. I didn't know why he was running through the damn um, woods. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, okay, is this, are we just, what are we doing here? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of confused me. I'm, I'm glad you guys pointed that out. Uh, I did like when he said that he cracked a nail and he decided to go back to the nail salon after that. Um, and, uh, Anna trying to get the ring off of his finger was, was very funny physical comedy to me as well, but not a great sketch. Um, so we're at the end of the night, uh, as we always do, uh, we talk about the ratings. Uh, I'll be interested to hear what all the chat has to say. Uh, and Kaylee, why don't you start us off with your rating for this evening?
0: Okay, so out of 10, uh, you know what, I, I would, oh, I hate to even say it, but I would say I would give it a five, but I'm going to give it a six because of Anna and her sparkle. So I'm going to award it an extra post point.
1: That's fair. Uh, Jack, What are, what's your rating out of 10 for this?
0: Um,
2: I, I think I would do like a 6.5 and and mostly because of Anna and how genuinely surprised i was like when i heard that she was hosting i was like what uh i I was just kind of shocked like that i I was like i don't know what she's promoting the oscars already happened blah 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 blah. but she was just so like happy to be there and down the clown and i think when a host is like that it can really even if the writing in the in the sketches isn't that great um, I just think her her willingness to, like, do whatever was asked for her is just really, really great. So, um, yeah, I'll give it a
1: 6.5. Yeah, I, I think I'm more in line with you, Jack. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to give this a 6.75, which, as I'm seeing from some of the ratings in the, in the chat as well, that I am on the high end of this one. I, I feel the same way. Anna was just a, a great, willing host, uh, as we've seen so many times this season. Uh, happy to be there and happy to do whatever was asked of her. Some really funny moments with uh, Please Don't Destroy and uh, the acting school for dogs. Uh, and a couple of misses, a couple of big misses too. But in a season that's been so good, it's really hard to compare. But I'm going to say 6.7 out of 5 for myself. So before we get to the... Uh, Good night. I want to say a couple of things about what we have coming up on the Saturday Night Network. Uh, If you missed it, Thursday night, a big get for Mr. John Schneider. Uh, He interviewed Mr. Mikey Day of the current cast of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Very fun interview, uh, quick interview, so it won't take much of your time to go watch it, so please do. Uh, Monday, John will be back in this host chair uh, with the roundtable with another set of great uh, panelists Wednesday night, uh, Mike Murray will be back with By the Numbers. And then Thursday night is our patron show. And then we get a little bit of a break. Uh, We'll have a lot of fun stuff in those interim weeks. And barring a writer's strike, fingers, toes crossed that that does not happen and that they come to a nice settlement, May 6th, we will get our first refugee from last season, Pete Davidson, hosting. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, if we can, guys, uh, can you give me your thoughts on Pete Davidson coming back to host? Kaylee, why don't you start? with?
0: Um, I definitely think it will be a fun night. It's always fun to have a familiar face uh, back as host. Um, I'll be really curious to see what sketches, and I'm sure he'll be doing an update piece. And I think it will be a fun reunion, um, and we'll we'll see how it shakes out
1: fair enough jack what do
2: you think of pete coming back so soon um too soon i don't know i feel like he just left and like maybe come back like in another year or so um it's i'm sure it'll be a great episode but i was just a little like what already (laughs) yeah
1: i you know there was so much talk about would kate come back and host the finale and is that going to be way too soon you know Yeah, same thing here. And he didn't show up for the back end of the season last year. So um, not enough time, you know, with somebody like Molly Shannon coming in last week, working with all these different people that she never worked with. Pete's coming in, already knows all these people. Uh, Is he going to be in one sketch and then disappear and do a pre-tape? Like, is it going to be like his last couple of seasons? (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, either way, that there is a show on May 6th and we get everything settled there. Uh, Kaylee Morrison, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got coming up.
0: Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at ZE Kaylee Morrison. Um, I'm doing lots of characters and fun stuff over there. So come and check me out, uh, on the socials.
1: Yes, definitely. Kaylee is one of the funnest follows on Instagram, so please go follow her if you don't. <laughs>
0: <Thank> you. <laughs> uh,
1: About to Jack do it. Jack Roskop, it's, it's so nice to be on with you. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you have going
2: on. Thanks. I had so much fun. Um, you can find me on the socials on Twitter and Instagram at Jack Roscop. Um If you live in the Detroit area, you can find uh, my writings. I write for um, a local news station. Uh, click on Detroit.com. Um, writing all things about entertainment and yeah.
1: Very good. Thank you. Uh, for myself, I am uh, Bill Kenny, BK love 73 at all the socials. If you want to follow the Saturday night network, we are at the SNL network on all the socials as well. Thank you all in the chat for joining us. Uh, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody.